everybody. I'm Amy Barron, and this is Upskilled Solutions in the Learning Universe, where I talk with professionals in education and workforce development about practices and perspectives that catalyze positive change. Just a note that this conversation was recorded back in February 2020, before the COVID-19 crisis really took hold in the U.S. So please take that into account as you listen. And the topic of today's conversation is uh, Northeastern University's co-op program, and it's focused on upskilling undergraduates through real-world work experience. So our guest today is Michelle Schlesinger-Zaff, Esquire. Michelle is a, an attorney by training, uh, but she is currently an associate cooperative education faculty member at Northeastern University, working with students and companies on the co-op experience. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Michelle, Northeastern has long been known for its co-op education program, which requires students to work in the real world, quote unquote, as they complete their undergraduate degree. Can you tell us a little about the program and about what you do there? Sure, I'd be glad to. So Northeastern's co-op program is a signature program, and they, the gist of it is that students will um, integrate real-world work experience with their academic studies. So historically, it started out where um, it was a way for students to pay for their education, um, students who couldn't traditionally afford it, could work for six months and earn the money to then pay for their education and their classes for six months and then go back and work. Um, but it has evolved in um, many, many ways since then, although the, the model still somewhat remains. So it's a, it's a, um, a model where students do take classes um, in the classroom the same way at any other school, and then they would go out on a six-month co-op work experience. Um, and we have very a lot of supports built in to help students um, navigate the process and the system. A lot of advisors and coordinators to help them navigate the journey. And that's what you do. You're one of those coordinators. I am. There are over 80 of us um, at Northeastern working with different groups of and demographics of students and employers and um, kind of... Um, set up through disciplines, uh, different disciplines and majors. Um, and so each of us does things a little different. Um, and so I, when I'm speaking today, I can speak only toward my own practices and not kind of on behalf of Northeastern as a whole, but um, the way I run my classes and my role in my, um, in my position here. And you are an attorney by training. So I'm guessing you work in some form of law or do counseling with your students on jobs in in legal services? What, what exactly uh, is your specific area? Yeah, so I work with students, um, undergraduate and graduate students who are studying criminal justice, 
who are studying political science, philosophy, religious studies. Um, those are kind of my uh, my stu- the students that I work with. And then I work with employers that would most typically interest those students. And many of those students, are those, those are big feeders into law school. So if you were to ask the students with whom I work, most of them would raise their hand that they're considering a career in law. So it um, makes me particularly um, um, positioned to help them. Uh. What kinds of skills do you think students need nowadays to prepare themselves, let's say, for a career in law or for any career? And are they, and are they getting those in these co-op experiences? So I believe they definitely are getting those. And um, the students are required, all students, regardless of your major, are required to take a course before they go out on their first co-op experience. And in my opinion, this course should be offered at every university across the country. Um, the course is called Professional Development for Co-op, and it's a course that I teach, and it's a course that all co-op coordinators teach. And um, the course teaches hard skills, concrete skills, like how to draft a resume, how to decide what types of jobs you might want to apply to out of the thousands of jobs that are offered, how to interview for those jobs, how to brand yourself, um, both um, verbally through interviews and digitally through social media presence and LinkedIn, um, how to create a LinkedIn profile and how to use LinkedIn to network. Um, It teaches students how to get the most of their co-op experience when they are on the job, how to network, how to behave professionally, Um, So in my humble opinion, this course is the most important one that students will take at the university. Others may disagree, (laughs) but um, but I really do think it's a very important course that um, that is really unique to Northeastern. Yeah, I mean, that sounds incredibly important. I know that um, there's a lot of talk nowadays about uh, the match between an undergraduate education and life in the workplace and that there's not so much a match as a mismatch, uh, that students are not necessarily prepared for uh, the workplace. And actually, I have a quote here that I found from a study by Lumina Foundation and Gallup that says 96% of chief academic officers believe that their students are ready for the workforce, but only 11% of business leaders feel the same. So there's a disconnect happening nowadays in, uh, in terms of uh, the undergraduate education students are receiving and what's actually needed in, in the workplace. Do you, have you observed that or do you, can you speak to how Northeastern's addressing that? I can. I really think that the co-op program is the answer um, to many of these issues. And the feedback that we get from employers um, who have hired our students through the co-op program um, and even after the co-op program as postgrads is that they they love the co-op program. They find that um, the if they hire interns from multiple institutions, that the students that are coming from Northeastern are much better prepared. They're ready to hit the ground running, um, where others uh, students have to be brought up to speed, um, and that they're much more professional and they take the position much more seriously, and they're able to contribute a lot more. 
um, based on the preparation that they've had through through co-op um, and and the course as well. So um, I think that actually applying what you're learning in the classroom in the real world setting and um, and getting exposed to what it means to be a professional are what's going to close that gap. Um, so there are I've, we've been told from employers that things like coding or Excel, these are skills that can be learned on the job and can be taught. But things like being a professional and showing up on time and um, sending professional emails and, and navigating office politics, or these are things that only come really from experience and from being in situ. And those are the types of things, in addition to Excel and the other pieces that students on co-op experience and learn. Um, and then they have that advantage of having that under their belt um, as they enter the workforce. So it's really the soft skills, a lot of the the kind of the soft skills, the cooperation and collaboration and communication and the kinds of skills that you hear about um, in, in, in K through 12, they talk about 21st century skills, those skills that are really uh, harder to teach than the sort of knowledge-based skills where you're learning facts or you're learning um, you know, how to talk about a novel or how to solve a math problem. Those are more of the hard skills, but the soft skills where, you know, nowadays, uh, because the economy is changing so rapidly and technology is evolving so quickly, the skills that are most important are these adaptability skills, these the ability to learn, uh, you know, the ability to... Um, to identify your your areas of uh, of weakness and and try to work on them um so <clears throat> actually another quote i have is that just 28% of liberal arts majors and 35% of stem majors feel that they will graduate with the skills they need for success which is a little upsetting especially for me as the parent of a college student uh, that these kids are coming out and feeling they're really not ready, even though they've gone through four years of education. And it sounds to me like Northeastern is really taking steps to to mitigate that uh, with this program. I, yes, I think that's true. Um, the students in all majors, so liberal arts, from, from liberal arts to STEM, all participate in the co-op program is not required of students. Um, what is required for Northeastern is that the students complete experiential education, but that can come in many different forms, including research or study abroad programs. But the vast majority obviously choose to do the co-op, participate in co-op. So what kind of results has Northeastern seen? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but as far as placement of their graduates and uh, their graduates getting jobs. I mean, they must have a very high success rate, I would imagine. Yes, a very, very high success rate. I don't have the any kind of actual statistics or figures, um, but I think they, they I think they're posted even on their website. But just anecdotally from the students with whom I've worked, I can say the majority have gotten offers um, after graduation from either co-op employers or um contacts from their co-op employers. That's great. That's great. So what are some success stories? 
uh, so many, so many success stories. Um, and we have a lot of student spotlights on the website that you can check out <clears throat> through, through the co-op um, website. There's, there's actually a video that we show um, in the co-op class. It's, it's um, an excerpt from a lecture that Amar Bose gave um, from Bose Stereo fame. And he talks about um, two different students who kind of experienced a job that was kind of a bummer. It was, this was done through MIT, and he was partnering with MIT on some engineering project. And one of the students... Um, said it, it, the, the video involves two students who were, um, I think, electrical engineers, and the, they went to work at a company, and the company lost its contract. So there was really very little work for these students to do. And the, he went in to check on them, on Marbos. And the one student said, you know what they have me doing? I'm sitting at the end of an assembly line, and I'm plugging this transistor in. And if it turns red, I put it in this box. And if it turns green, I put it in this box. And this is just terrible. And I want to be out of this internship, and it's absolutely horrible experience. It's really unfair. And, you know, and then another student was doing the exact same job, and he was even brighter. And Amar Booz was listening to his report, and he was like, well, I'm going to get, I'm gonna get it now. He's going to let me have it. Um, and the other student said, you know what I'm doing? If it turns red, I put it here. And if it turns green, I put it there. But you know what? This has been the best experience I've ever had. And, and I can't believe it. I'm so fortunate to have had this experience. And Amar Bose is thinking, oh my God, what couldn't be any more different from the first student? And what he said was, what happened was, I noticed that the red ones, they were defective. So I asked if I could keep those. And they said, sure, we're going to throw them away. And he said, I bought a special microscope. And I bought some tools. And I've been dissecting these transistors and trying to figure out where the defect is. And then I have been um, kind of repairing them and trying to see if I could make them into. And so he went on and on. And he was like, if I had been at school during the semester. I would never have learned this. If I had been at this job under the expected normal circumstances, I would not have gotten this, these skills. And it's just been fantastic. So he really said his lesson was the job is what you make it. And there couldn't have been kind of a worse type of job. Um, but one ended up, one student hated it and said, I've been dealt a bad hand. And the other one said, this is been great and and what a great experience so that's part of what we're working on in the class and teaching students um to get the most out of every experience wow that's really great i wish that i had the benefit of your counsel when i was 18 19 20 years old and there's also a great ellen degeneres clip where she pits baby boomers against millennials i've seen that <laughs> and so i show that in class and say the person at the cubicle next to you may um be a boomer and you're gonna you can't just say okay boomer like my my younger daughter does um you have to embrace and engage and connect with those people so um they're your network. They're your professional network. And so you want to make the most of those relationships on a professional level, but also on a personal level and ask how their daughter's soccer game went and, um, and, and share about yourself. So um, these are skills that um, only come through a six-month co-op. These sound like really important skills they're learning that uh, it can take a young professional years to learn some of these lessons on the job. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and for the employers, um, the benefit is that when you've been there for six months, you can really be contributing. 
So uh, a summer internship, by the time this, the intern kind of knows the lay of the land and, and understands the office, it's time to go back to school. Um, whereas here, um, when you're working for this um, kind of um, longer term, you can really be an important contributor to the office. So the employers have really appreciated that piece of it, too. Is there a way for students to kind of track their skills on in some kind of digital environment where they're tracking their skills, they're tracking, you know, their um, uh, certifications, if they've gotten any, that type of thing? There, there is. There's a really like hot off the press new initiative that I've been involved in um, called SAIL, and it's, it stands for Self-Authored Integrated Learning. And it's a whole new platform that's um, evolving as we speak. But it is, does exactly as you've just um, referenced, where students can track all their experiences, all their skills. They can see connections between their different skills, uh, the, uh, the skills that they've developed in different um, contexts, and then really map out where they strengths, where their strengths lie, and where they are looking to improve. Um, and it's it's a really exciting initiative, and um, and I've been really excited to be um, a small part of it um, in my co-op role. Um, but yeah, that's that's a really new piece, newer piece that's that's um, continuing continuing to develop. Yeah, because it seems to me that that any university that would want to implement this type of program would need some type of support like that or, you know, uh, uh, an infrastructure that could help not only the students but the faculty, the businesses that, that you know, to have some common digital platform where everyone could kind of do what they need to do. Yes, definitely, definitely. That's great. Well, I think that's a great way to end. Thank you so much, Michelle. That sure. was really interesting, and I appreciate your being on the podcast and uh, we'll catch up with you at Northeastern. Excellent. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you who've been listening. I hope this has been informative for you. This episode has been brought to you by Cantina, an innovation shop in Boston. We do strategy design and development of digital products and experiences working across industries to help organizations innovate and grow. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Upskilled Solutions in the Learning Universe.